This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. Welcome, guys, to our Thanksgiving special, 10 Reasons Why. We are very excited because this week we all get to celebrate Thanksgiving with our family, which is a day basically where families are gathering around. There's a lot of cooking, especially people decided to eat turkey on this day, right? Yeah, Americans, you know us. <laughs> well, that's how, that's how we do it in America. So uh, although this is not like a holiday that it's celebrated in my country, it's something that now uh, we have adopted in our own family. It's something that we started celebrating. And I really love it just because, I mean, just even like the whole thing behind it, right? Like to be thankful for the provision and for things that we receive, right? But for us as Christian, it's like, it should be daily that we give thanks to our Lord for everything that he has given us. Oh, definitely. And yeah. God has provided for us so bountifully. And I'm sure God has provided for you guys so bountifully as well. Yeah. And God is good all the time. And yeah. that's not just a little saying to say in church. It's, it's true. So I asked Richard, Richard, my husband, I know that the first time I had that we started this podcast, uh, he shared his testimony. And at that time, we were just engaged, but uh, we got married now in July this year, 2020. So 2020 has been more like a bittersweet year, I will say. So I've told Richard that both of us were going to write down five things that we're thankful for. So he has five things that he's going to share with, with all of us. And by the way, I don't even know what the five things are. So this is going to be a surprise for me too. <laughs> and then I didn't tell him either the five things that I'm thankful for. So, uh, and also we were supposed to choose some Bible verses or a Bible verse that we want to share with you guys today. So I don't even know the Bible verse either. So we'll, we will see how this goes. But before we get to that, maybe I would like you to share a little bit about how did you uh, and your family celebrated Thanksgiving? What was, what would you guys do as a family? For oh, well, day? usually we'd go either to our house, we'd invite all of my siblings over or we'd go to a sibling's house. Mm -hmm. And my brother-in-law would bake a turkey and fry one. Deep frying turkeys, I'll tell you guys, what? it's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> so when you, Oh, Andrew is agreeing with that too. So how does that work, the frying the whole turkey? Yeah, so you have a, a big pot and it's filled with oil. It has to be super hot because yeah. you're frying it, right? And you have to slowly lower the turkey into the oil if you put it in too fast, the oil is going to overflow and it'll hit the fire underneath and, you know, explode. So you have to be very careful. Mm -hmm. I mean, my brother-in-law did it. He's, he's great. I mean, he's not a cook, <laughs> but he's about as close as you can get without being paid. <laughs> and so this is something traditional, like that you family, that your family had. You know, it was never like a written in stone kind of tradition. It was just something we really loved doing. Mm -hmm. And so we just ended up doing it every single year. Yeah. But yeah, it's during this time that we'd have the most of us gathered together in one place. And mm -hmm. so it was always really precious for my family, yeah. you know, for us to be able to interact with one another when, you know, maybe we got caught up with just everyday life and haven't seen each other for months. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even like for my family, like we just started celebrating that. Like my family had already started that tradition of also celebrating in New York. So for me growing up in Dominican Republic, it was in like, a thing of like having a turkey or anything like that until I move here. And I'm like, oh, nice. So we get to have a turkey on this day. It was just really uh, amazing just to have all these different holidays that just brought family together. And for me, I always loved being around my family because for the longest time I was always away from 
from them. So I didn't have them near me. And everyone will kind of make like their a dish and then they will bring it over wherever we went together. Just thinking back, I think it was more about the food and yes, being with one another. But and I think this is like with any holiday, I don't think we actually took the moment to pray around the table or to give thanks to God. That was kind of overlooked in the dinner table. No, definitely. I think just like Christmas, the world has kind of hijacked it and turned it into a day where we're celebrating family and and loving one another. But really, it's during these days, especially Christmas, but we're not there yet, (laughs) that we should be giving thanks to God for what he's provided for us. You know, whether that's health, whether that's family, or, mm-hmm. you know, the multitude of other things. Like, yeah. God is so good. And it's during this day that we as Americans, because in Dominican Republic, you didn't celebrate this holiday. Mm-hmm. We as Americans have the opportunity to set aside a day where we can just focus on giving thanks to the Lord. And it's yeah. wonderful. That's wonderful. And you know what? With that, how about we begin what we said that we were going to do? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right. So I think we could start off with our Bible verse, you know, just to set our minds on scripture. Would you like to go first with your Bible verse? You know, you're you're the pro here. So how about you go first? <laughs> oh, and, great. And I'll now I'm going to go first. I'll finish strong. Okay. So I uh, chose uh, Psalm 7, not the whole Psalms, but I think just um, reading through it, it just kind of... I love like the different points that the psalmist is just touching in this uh, psalm. If we look into the psalm, well, first of all, he starts with um, speaking of God as a God in whom he takes refuge. And then number two, he's confessing his sins to God. And that if he had sinned against the Lord to basically punish him. And then he goes on to speak about God as a God who judges. And then also he goes on also to to say or to to speak of God as a God who saves. And then almost uh, closer to the end, he's also talking about the consequences for those that do not repent. So consequences on those who do not repent. But then he ends the psalm with a thanksgiving and praise to God. And I'm going to read Psalm 7, verse 17. I will give thanks to the Lord according to his righteousness. And will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. I know it's a very short verse, but I think I just want to highlight what he says. One word, righteousness. So basically, he's praising God for his righteousness. It took me to think about God is a holy God. There is no sin in God. He is perfect. And to me, that was more than enough reason to think about that. Just that one character of God, right? That he's righteous. He's a righteous God. And then to think when I look at myself, you know, like just thinking back before salvation, my relationship with the Lord was broken. There is no relationship with God. But then to think that the solution to that, it was Jesus Christ, my savior. And it says that, you know, the Christ's righteousness has been imputed to us. And to me, that is something that I can think daily to praise God for that. Now it's your turn. <laughs> what are you ready for? Okay. <laughs> uh, so I have a verse in First Peter. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close to the beginning. It's verse 3. And it reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 
to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. I could have kept going, man. I love it. Um, (laughs) But I mean, that's, I mean, we're talking about Thanksgiving and we're talking about things to be thankful for. And what better thing to be thankful for than just the gospel, you know, that Jesus Christ came and died for us, you know, his enemy, Mm -hmm. people in a world that hated him. And yet he came to die for us. Yeah. Took our place so that we may have eternal life with him. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. I I would keep reading, but we have something planned, so. Well, so let's move on to, I mean, I think we, like, we're already, like, saying things that we're thankful for, and <laughs> that's not even, well, maybe it is part of the five things. Let's see. So you're going to start now. Okay. <laughs> let's, yeah. have, let's have you start. And then we'll just go back to back. Yeah. So uh, you're going to share one, and then I'm going to share another one. Mm-hmm. One. So one, 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 one. Yeah. So we'll take turns. Okay. Sounds good to me. So the first thing that I collected that I am thankful for is the fact that God is sovereign. Uh, Right now, knowing that God is in control of everything around us is both encouraging and humbling. And it's encouraging in that we are in his hands constantly. And Mm -hmm. it's humbling in that we can't change anything that's going on around us. And yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. Great. So for my number one, I have health. And until last year, I kind of took health for granted. Like the fact that the Lord blessed me with health daily. Uh, Last year at this time, Richard was going through his illness and very sick. And for months, we didn't see any changes. So many of the medications that the doctors tried with him and nothing will work. And it was like, he wasn't able to sleep. He wasn't able to eat. He wasn't able to even go for like a short walk or like at times not even fellowship with other believers. And I think this trial, which was your trial, obviously became like my trial too. It just made me appreciate health so much more and to really thank God for that, that he blesses with good health. I mean, even this week, we're going to have our dear sister Isabel coming and sharing her battle with breast cancer. And it's like, you know, until you go through a trial like that with your health, it's like you can take it for granted. So, yeah, I think health for me. Okay, well, I mean, that's really similar to what I'm sharing (laughs) next, which is the trials that we're presently enduring. Mm -hmm. And I put that down because in the church, it's been a cleansing fire Mm -hmm. in that those who were not of us went out from us. And, you know, in our own personal lives, just the sanctification that that produces. And so I'm really thankful for the, obviously the trials that I've been through this past year, but especially even now during the pandemic, it's been a blessing. Yeah. And for my second one, I put this two together and I will explain why, but my friends and family, because my friends have become like my family. When I think of my family, most of them, they're not believers I can truly say that I've seen the sacrifices and things that they have done just to, you know, to support me and to 
um, whether it was like my dad, you know, trying, you know, did everything to bring us here to America. And it's just a blessing. And just to see also how they have come beside me, just like when things have been difficult for me, I've seen just like how much they truly believe like, yeah, you have a dream, go for it. I support you and things like that. When we got married, that they did every effort to be here on that day, even though that we are in this pandemic. So for me that, and then also my friends, I think like I've always said that I have friends in different seasons of my life. And so I can't say that I have like, oh my gosh, one just best friend. All of my friends, they're just good friends. And they're like family to me because they have been next to me in different seasons and through different trials. And just to see them loving me and being there for me to remind me of God's word, point me to Christ when I needed someone just to hold me, to stand by my side, even when things got rough. Because sometimes when trial comes, there will be friends that they just go away. They don't. And that's when you truly see who are your friends. And I think the Lord have, has blessed me tremendously just with so many great friends. Definitely. Um, what I'm thankful for next is that Christ is coming back. You know, we are not of this world. This is not our home. And with wickedness all around us, it's, I'm thankful that we have hope in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, he is coming back. And, you know, unless, uh, if we get raptured out, that's cool too. (laughs) And then we'll go with him. Uh, But if not, if we have fallen asleep, Mm -hmm. the Lord will bring us back and we'll have eternal life with him. And so... Amen. For my next one, number three, I am thankful for the church, the body of Christ. Yeah. Moving to LA, not having my fa- my church family, it was a very difficult thing in my life. It was a difficult time. Went astray, didn't have a church. The church came into my life in a time that I really needed it. The fellowship with believers, accountability. I mean, when we've been through trials, you know, they have been there and texting us and telling us we're praying for you. How can I help you? You know, it's like they want to serve you. And I think I am also thankful just for the body of Christ, which is the church. All right. I promise we didn't share these with one another beforehand because my next thing that I'm thankful for is fellowship with the saints. (laughs) And that's primarily, again, considering the trials that we're going through, it's been so important. It's been so encouraging. And I mean, we are called to have fellowship with one another. We are called to love one another. We are called to encourage one another and also keep one another accountable. And so during this time, I'm really thankful that we're still able to meet Mm -hmm. with other believers. And it's been wonderful. Yeah, that is correct. And number four, I actually have you on my number four, (laughs) Richard, my husband. I'm really thankful for him. I mean, I think it's because he's so compassionate and he's so kind and he is just uh, so patient with me. (laughs) He is very loving to point out when I am sinning so that it's very sanctifying. So (laughs) I think, no, I I think with, with you, something that I always loved, it's just like, you know, you love for the Lord, but also you love for other brothers and sisters and you're like my cheerleader too. When I tell you something that I want to do, like even when I told you about the podcast, like you were so supportive of it. Like you were like, you jumped. And this is like when you were sick, you're like, yes, let's do it. And this is like when this guy doesn't have any energy and like I'm bringing this idea and like we're drafting this things, you know, like the idea of how it's going to look like or how we're going to do it. 
And he's like reading it with me, proofreading and just giving me ideas. And just to see that in one of your very difficult times, you were still that cheerleader, that you were still that person saying, okay, so if you want to pursue this, I want to support you. I want to be by your side. But also just like, you love me in a way that is sacrificial. Like you put me first before anything. And I've been able to see that and just, it's a reminder of the love of Christ for his church. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, no, of course. Sorry, I was just thinking about what you said. And, you know, I'm not perfect and I do the best that I can. And that's pretty much my going into my fifth reason to be thankful. And that's for sanctification, Mm -hmm. you know, that God's work in us is ongoing. And again, with trials, Mm -hmm. one of God's main purposes for trials is to sanctify us. And with marriage, you know, Mm -hmm. The Lord has taught me so many things, even in the past few months, uh, mm-hmm. that things that I had to work on, but also, you know, how I can continue to, to love you in a greater way, how I can continue to put yourself before myself. Mm-hmm. And sanctification, you know, it's not complete. It's an ongoing process. And while we're here, that work of sanctification isn't going to be completed. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I'm so thankful for it. I'm so thankful that each and every day that I'm going to be better equipped to glorify God than I was the day before. Yeah. For my last one, I feel like we have touched it from the beginning and it is just salvation for Christ, faith, grace, to know that we are not saved by anything that we have done. And I found this quote by Spurgeon, which I want to read it for you guys. So this is what he said. If salvation had been by works, our Lord, referring to Jesus Christ, could not have said to the thief dying at his side, today you shall be with me in paradise. And this is from Luke 23, 43. That man could do no works. His hands and feet were fastened to the cross and he was in the agonies of death. No, it must be grace all-conquering grace and the means by which we are we are saved must be faith or else for the dying man the gospel is a mockery growing up thinking since i was a child that i needed to work for my salvation that i needed to add something to the sacrifice of jesus christ at the cross Uh, we've been reading through the book of uh, galatians and it's like if it is by the law that we are saved right then over works then the sacrifice of Christ on the cross was for nothing. That's something that I'm just so grateful that Christ will die in my place. Well, first of all, thank you for joining me. <laughs> well, thank you for agreeing to doing this, this with me. Oh, I think course. it was just really fun to hear. I definitely had a choice. No. You did. <laughs> of did, course. Did. <laughs> he did. He could have said no, but he jumped in right away. Again, like I said, just trying to support me. <laughs> and I think, no, this is something that we're doing together too. This podcast, you are a big part of it. And just in conclusion, if you don't still, like if you're not a believer, then I see why it is difficult to not find anything or think of anything why to be thankful for. But that's why you and I, you need Christ. If we put our focus in Christ, then we will have everything to praise God and to be thankful for. And we as believers, like I mentioned at the beginning, 
We are called to be thankful daily in all circumstances to give thanks to the Lord. During the highs and the lows, mm-hmm. we're called to be faithful just as Christ has been faithful to us. Yeah. Well, thank you, friends, just for watching this video and for listening to the podcast. Um, I would invite you to come back on Thanksgiving Day. So this is coming during Thanksgiving week. But on Thanksgiving Day, we have a special one. It's in Spanish with Esteban. And he's just going to navigate through a scripture to think about and meditate of what we can be thankful for. And then we will have Isabel LeBron, like I mentioned also, And she's just going to give us a little update of what her battle with breast cancer has been and also just things that the Lord has been teaching her through this trial. But most importantly, how is it that she can still praise her Savior in the midst of her storm? So thank you again, guys, and I will see you back during this week. I'll see you on Thanksgiving week and happy Thanksgiving Day. On the next episode of Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives do not walk alone. We do not walk alone during these trials, knowing that his name will be glorified, that he would even use me like this little, you know, me, Isabel from this little city, that he would use me to know him more and make him known to others.